What is up? Welcome to the Lowly Locals podcast. My name is Jerry Jimenez, the communications director for the Locals supporter group here in beautiful, sunny, hot as heck currently, San Diego, California. It's so bad. Um, I am joined once again by, you know, the, the two coolest people uh, in the supporter group that uh, we are talking about today. And uh, I say that because I'm brown nosing because I'm going to ask him for a favor later after we get <laughs> Um, I need some money. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Mr. Steve Rokoff, Mr. Drew Steck. What's up, y'all? What's happening? How you guys doing? How you guys doing? Good What's week. Up? It's, been a, it's been a good week, yeah. Um, it's been... Uh, I, how, how do I say this? It's, it's been productive, uh, not just personally, but also in, uh, you know, in the soccer universe. I've been watching a lot of soccer this week. Uh, as well as I'm sure you guys have as well. And guess yeah. what? We have a game to talk about. Woohoo! So, yeah. We have a game to review and a game to preview. And to preview. There's two games we're going to be talking about. Oh. Um, it's like we're in a season. Isn't that weird? Almost. Almost. It's almost like we're in a season. It's, it's still kind of odd. Um, especially with... And I think, Steve, I'm going to uh, you know, kind of add a little bit of... Uh, questions because we have some topics that we're going to hit and we're, we're going to try to get to them. We have to keep it kind of short because it's, it's late. It's a Wednesday. I got to go to work tomorrow. You have, you guys have to go to work tomorrow, but we, we got to do this for the peeps, for the people. Oh yes. <clears throat> um, so I, I was going to tell you that I've seen Steve be the most, uh, probably um, uh, the most vocal about this on social media, but the fact that there's actual fans being allowed into games is still ridiculous. So maybe we'll talk a little bit about that um, in a bit. Uh, it's a special episode today, guys. Uh, there is, uh, a, you know, we, we try to keep our numbers with like three. So it's 001, 002, 003. Guess what? Today we are uh, 007. Ooh. Oh. It's, number seven is my lucky number, by the way. And uh, so... We're going to call this one License to Kill the LA Galaxy 2. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Back when uh, people graduated high school, uh, everyone who went to high school was somebody who had a graduation year of 2007. Everyone's graduation theme was like 2007, right? Like literally every school in the planet. Seriously, that's true. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to leave this music playing in the background. You guys know what we do before every podcast. As far as, far as uh, at least up to the thing, episode seven, very short-lived history of this podcast, we like to drink some beers, and uh, there's a shot that we usually take. I'm not going to partake in this. Steve, you have you have yours ready? Of course I do, Jerry. Drew? <sighs> yep. All right, guys. Cheers. Cheers. You got to do two in the next episode. Yeah, that's fine. Shake it, not stood. <laughs> so for... For a beer today, I actually uh, am going to have one I have not had. It seemed really interesting. I hope this is as good as it sounds. This is from Pipeworks Brewing Company. It's called S'more Money, S'more Problems. It is an imperial stout with graham crackers, cinnamon, uh, cacao nibs, lactose, vanilla, and natural marshmallow flavor. For my for my beer, I'm drinking our partner's Second Chance Brewing. Seize the IPA. Seize the IPA. That's a good beer. Isn't that like one of the 
look at that. Ah, Drew. Drew's great minds think alike. A scorpion bowl, which is what we had last. Uh, Drew is double in there during the game. And then this is I've been transitioning. It's like a PowerPoint slide. This is <laughs> yes. the uh, since you guys have already been drinking here, I'll, I'll never do the noise. Transition. There you go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh, that smells intense. Ooh, mm. that pours like gasoline. I'm not even joking. <laughs> that is so dark. By the way, we are probably going to be getting into an, a fight about beer later on because I saw a question we posed. You know, we posed a question to ask some questions. We said, hey, would you want to ask us some questions? Throw some questions. And on Twitter, we probably shouldn't have done that. There's and the club does us dirty, man. The club tries to fit <laughs> us against each other instead of grow- so building us terrible. up. You know? Yeah, we're friends. Uh, how dare they? It's all right. So let's jump so into it, guys. Our, uh, we're gonna so to hour one. Okay. In hour one, we'll cover everything we're supposed to cover. In hour two, we'll cover just beer. So stand tuned if you just want to. <laughs> there will be some fighting. <laughs> mainly verbal because we are far away from each other and as soon as we can get next to each other we will probably hug it out okay <laughs> so cheers gentlemen uh we have a lot to cover like uh like our uh president said we do have a game to recap and then a game to preview so before we do that uh want to mention and send all of the love to coach Kerry taylor who is no longer with the club that was something that kind of came as a surprise to a lot of people and at the same time not really because carrie taylor is made for bigger and better things she's fantastic human at you know she's a fantastic coach but she's an even better human being she is uh she has a lot of goals and i think that the reason for her leaving i did you guys read the article on uh, the athletic so can you guys recap nope. it for me? Because I actually, uh, my my subscription ran out and I'm broke. So <laughs> it's on you guys now. Go for it. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, the article and the recap, at least from uh, my recollection, is, you know, she she uh, she just felt a pull to, um, with everything going on right now with the pandemic, with Black Lives Matter, with, um, you know, and also the things that just drive her. You know, she's she said, I've known, I've known Carrie a couple of years and she's always said, you know, her roots run deep for the underserved community. She's from Flint. You know, she doesn't come from anything. She, she totally made her way in this world, um, and built herself up. So I think she wants to help, you know, people and women, you know, from a similar, um, starting point. So the article, you know, basically said she's going to go to Jamaica and help the Jamaican women's national team, um, grow, which is incredible. You know, it's, it's amazing. So, um, mad respect for Carrie. I love what she's done. Like I said, we've, we've, we go back a couple of years through the whole soccer city campaign. Um, and then through building this club, um, when I first heard she was being brought on board, I was stoked. I was so excited. Um, and I was so excited. She wasn't just being brought on board as like a, you know, um, on the technical staff and some stuff. She was actually going to be an assistant coach. And that's, uh, I was absolutely ecstatic. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, like this, it kind of came out of nowhere, but Jerry, like you said, it also doesn't surprise me that much. You know, she has huge goals and there's a lot she wants to accomplish in her life and career. And she's a driven woman and I respect the hell out of her. Yeah. And yeah. when I see her next and when I can see her next, I'll be buying her beers and we'll be laughing it out and talking, you know, good memories and stories. So I wish her nothing but the best. The morning the news broke, I sent her a text and just said, Hey, so much love to you. Um, I know whoever, 
you know, that that article hadn't been written yet, but um, I just said, whoever gets you next is going to be so lucky. Um, and I think that the Jamaicans women national team is so lucky to have her. I think she's going to do such amazing things for them. Absolutely. Drew, any thoughts? Yeah, sorry, Steve had a good uh, summation there of pretty much everything I was going to hit. I would say I knew Kerry three jobs ago, and that's not like a way of saying like, uh, oh man, it's a long time ago, but it's about the same period that Steve was outlining, and really in the sense of she's somebody who I first heard her on Women Talk Football, actually, before she even moved to San Diego and was yeah. a fan of her podcast. Um, and then she was like, oh, I'm thinking of getting coming to San Diego, and then she moved here. <laughs> and then we became friends through uh, the foodie, foodie McFoodie face, actually, of all things. Yeah. Uh, through the Soccer City effort. And so it's cool to see where she's at now and kind of her outlook's never changed. Uh, her heart and her compass has always kind of been in the same place. So it's not surprising to those of us who know that uh, that she will always keep grinding against kind of her moral structure and what she can accomplish within the framework of what she can do with her, her job. So uh, she's always expressed that every job she's had that like, how can I help people the most? in the way that I feel like is the most needed right now. And so this seems like her just reflecting and doing what a lot of us have been doing for the last three to four months and choosing to take action, which is amazing. Yeah, um, I agree. Because that's, that's the hardest thing. She has a great job <laughs> in a great situation. So it's it's hard to say, hey, this is something I feel like I want to do. But um, there's always, you know, a, a, a story there to be written that, um, you know, w where this diverts to and where it goes for her in terms of her coaching career. And it's really exciting to see her get on the international scene uh, especially in, in terms of working with Jamaica, who's an up-and-coming, you know, CONCACAF uh, women's team. So it's going to be pretty exciting. I'd yeah. also say, speak to the courage that, you know, it takes for her to kind of step down and, and really self-reflect and chase her dreams. Exactly. I mean, she, she, got the, she got the highest, you know, level of women's, you know, not head coach, but coaching job in the United States. And she really looked in the mirror over the past months and said, you know, I love this, but I would love that more and that that would fulfill me more personally. And like just nothing but love for Carrie. I, I wish her the absolute best. Absolutely. Same here. I consider myself very lucky and blessed to be able to call her a friend, you know, yes. and uh, I actually have not reached out on purpose because I know that she was probably bombarded and I want to reach out yeah. to her here in the next couple of days. Um, hopefully, hopefully hang out if she hasn't, you know, already, gone somewhere yep. without telling us but uh it's uh it's truly an honor to know her and to be able to call her a friend she's one of those people that right off the bat when i met her i knew we were gonna get along and uh she she uh, and i and dk aniwu shout out uh we had a awesome conversation and we got to interview interview her and get to know a little bit more of her story on uh, Finest City Football Podcast. And that is not a pod that we're currently doing right now because DK is very, very busy with the next thing we're going to talk about. Um, mm. You know, here shortly, which is segue. Hello. I've getting really good at these segues. But anyways, <laughs> the, the, go ahead and check it you out. You might as well be a tourist on, uh, on, the, on the pier there, That's you know, right. right along Harbor Boulevard. You yes. might as well be one of them. Yes. That's how good you are at segues. <laughs> Finest City Football Podcast. Go and check it out. We had an interview with... Carrie Taylor, if you want to hear more of her story, that will give you an idea of the kind of human being that she is. And she's just fantastic. Again, to kind of just uh, bounce off of what Steve and Drew have said here, we love you, Carrie. We wish you nothing but the best. And honestly, I think that a, a head coaching position will definitely, it's definitely in her future if she yep. wants it. If not, that's the thing. Like she can do whatever she wants. 
And it's amazing because she's just so such a talented human being and somebody that so I think Landon Donovan even said, you know, like she's uh, she's just essential. Like she needs he needs her uh, in his in his team. And so that's a bummer that she left. But totally, totally respect mm-hmm. the reason and respect her. And so moving on, like I said, DK, uh, he is a member of the board over at the Midway Planning uh, committee, I guess. I don't know his exact his title. I'm gonna look up his title because he's Midway it, District Planning Group. I believe it might be what it's called. How about just King? How about just King? I went to two meetings. I went to two meetings of theirs, so I do know uh, a little a bit about it. But uh, that's pretty much all 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 I know. I I went to their meetings. Yes, uh, but it's it's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So DK actually recently took a, a big uh, a bigger part in what's happening in midway he's actually the vice chair of the midway pacific highway community planning group wow yeah so it's it's a big deal and dk has been very very busy uh obviously with work but he's also as we all know and shout out to the uh, fairweather podcast who is going to have him on in their next episode so go ahead and Uh. check that out dk is going to be talking about midway What's going on at Midway, guys? There's uh, apparently a sports arena that, uh, I don't know, like, it's 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 about time it gets remodeled, right? And Yeah. Yeah, and, there, you know, there's maybe some land there that would go undeveloped for seven to ten years that, you know, could perhaps be capitalized on, you know? Possibly. Maybe. Just, just throwing it out there. Just, just throwing it out there. It might be an idea. It's flat. There's some buildings you could retrofit and, you know, bring some stuff in and do some, you know, like a not like a fair but maybe like a i don't know like a, a stands like a like a stadium <laughs> i don't know oh hey return of good the idea, randy Jer- good Guys, idea return that of the like, randy like let's when just, you're just trying to get it out just stop just like yeah just, just stop yeah. it let's just jump into this okay because it's it's again here we <laughs> go right you guys have a lot more experience with this and uh it i think it's hilarious because i go back and you guys uh Joke about Rendies and the renderings. Yeah, it's oh yeah. Something the Rendies I, in San Diego were a thing, man. <laughs> Rendies book, I, there's a binder, it's a coffee book, you know, yeah. Yeah, well, something that I dealt with was renderings from, you know, a, a group in Los Angeles. And those renderings came to life. And I cannot wait till San Diego renderings come to life. Like, I want this to happen. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, Gensler is fantastic. And you guys know that Gensler is one of those... Um, design firms that just makes things happen. And so with this design, it reminds me of kind of that same style. Now, I don't know the exact details, but apparently there's a modular stadium that would seat up to about like twelve to 15,000 fans if and only if, wah, wah, the Midway Sports and Entertainment proposal is selected out of two. Started with four. Now we have two. Mm-hmm. And that is basically encompassed by a couple of groups, San Diego Loyal. And then the second one is AEG. Or Brookfield, a- Brookfield and AEG, yeah. Brookfield and AEG. That's what I remember. They don't matter. And then you have a collective with Loyal <laughs> that are a few different local business types uh, and Toll Brothers who are representing kind of the housing outfit there. But uh, you have people on the park investment, on the arena investment. You have different groups that I think are yet to be named there as well, possibly as well, that have 
been entertained on both sides, is my guess. Um, yeah. So it's an interesting thing to wind it back, right? So the Midway group that we're talking about that DK's been a part of, the joint he joined right after they finished what they call their new plan, right? Which said, we want to redevelop this and put something new here, right? Because it's been long enough, and we want to yeah. station it so that there, you can put housing there, right? Because before it was all stationed as commercial or light industrial, um, and there wasn't the ability to have residential. So they gave the ability to have residential, but they said the, the height limit is kind of a sticking point, right? It's hard to build dense housing here that San Diego needs, so we want to put it out a request for a proposal, mainly circled around building the housing and putting a kind of centerpiece that the Midway group um, or Midway area of communities would would look to as kind of its center point, right? Where the arena has stood for years will now be kind of a centerpiece for that community, right? So this is that kind of fruition from four proposals down to two. Uh, one of them happens to involve our club, which is pretty cool. And I think it's very sensible. I think that's the coolest part about this is it's not permanent. We're not saying, hey, give us 100 years of your time. But, hey, let's let's work into the idea that the community wants, which is the this proposal is very park heavy, which I think is awesome. I love parks. Uh, I really hope there's yes. one in Mission Valley soon, um, a bigger one, right, where a parking lot used to be. Uh, I think we should keep that trend going in Midway, right? Yeah. Um, same thing. Yeah, and, so, let's, and let's nip this in the bud. I mean, my first kind of reaction when – we heard about this maybe oh, no. you know a little bit before um you know the news went public but you know my first kind of reaction was like all right you know kind of here we go here we but, go here we go again or here we go here we go again yeah yeah because, yeah 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 but let's yeah, talk about how it, this is different though okay so here's the that's thing that's what i was gonna say that's what i was gonna say this is different uh-huh. in the sense that segue we're not trying to get votes <laughs> You know, we're not trying to do any of that stuff. This is completely different. This is a new club. It's a new project. It's a new area. So people who are trying to draw comparisons between what we're trying to get here and what Soccer City was trying to build, you know, let's create that divide right here and now. Um, This is a new club. This is a chance to build a stepping stone stadium. It's not a permanent stadium. We're not going from absolutely nothing to a beautiful $250 million stadium. You know, this is, uh, like Jerry said, it's a modular stadium. It's land that would go undeveloped for seven to ten years anyways. Um, it is absolutely a stepping stone to go from, you know, a small pond into a big ocean eventually. You know, I Drew, you called it a tide pool, and I think that's a perfect example. Yeah. It's a perfect analogy. It's yeah. a way it's, it's a way for, you know, the fish to go and grow bigger and bigger before it gets thrown into the ocean. So one thing as uh, it's perfect into what I was gonna mention, which is that it's the proposed stadium for San Diego Loyal would serve as a club's temporary home for up to a decade, though. So that's very interesting to hear. Um, and I think it's a way to grow that fan base, right? It, conti- it continually grow and say, hey, now we've maxed out. Like, we're getting people that want to be a part of this. We're at 15,000. It's time to build our own stadium. And I think that's what they're trying to do at that point. They're, they're kind of taking the, you know, the road less traveled by most clubs, uh, which I think is very, very smart in San Diego. Uh, I think that this is the best way possible. However, as Steve also mentioned, and Steve, maybe you can touch a little bit on this as well. It's it's not something that they're seen as like end-all, be-all, like the MLS bid was, right? Like San- Soccer City was, which is like, if we, we, we have to do this, if we don't, then we're not going to get a team. Now it's right. like, or a team that was here for 16 years talking about how they would leave until they left. Right? Exa- exactly. Same, we, we all have deja vu and we're all kind of a we we've seen this happen a lot. Right. So it's as Steve said, here we go again has been a feeling for most of our adult lives. I think. Yeah. So here's the thing. Regarding is, it. This is approximately a one billion dollar project. 
Um, it, it's including not just the stadium. Obviously, the stadium would not be that expensive because it's something that is modular that can be removed if need be, blah, blah, blah. It, there's, it, there's a lot of different tiny little details that go into it. You can go and check it out on the um, San Diego City website. But it's, uh, it features music venues, housing, as was mentioned, retail, restaurants, and it would be anchored by a 12-acre public park. Like, how crazy is that? In the middle of Midway, and right. it's, just, it's this land that has just been there, and you see it, and, it, and it's parking lot. That's all it is right now, right. right? And even the area around it, you know, there's a lot of older buildings, and I think there's a lot of revitalization that could happen in that entire area. Oh, 100%. It all includes, it includes concrete you know, desert, man. Yeah. yeah, includes like an updated, um, you know, trolley train station, bus station, public transit, walking pass, park, like you said, you know, I think it'd be great for the community. Listen, um, there's breweries around there that I would absolutely be hanging out at before games. Yeah, shout out Bay City. We've already hung out at a couple oh, of them. Bay modern City, times. Modern Times. Like there's, there's. That's where we got our name. Yeah. So, hey, by the way, thank you. Segway. Is this a show about, of segways? Uh, John Cross. One more point on the stadium, though, real quick. Hold on, no, John Cross. John Cross. John Cross just completely blew my mind with all the video that he's been doing. So check it out because yes, you're talking about the naming of the the local supporter group. Soccer shorts. Go check that out. Okay, go all the interviews. The the footage there kind of takes me back for sure to uh to that day at Bay City. So it's a really good thing to check out. Definitely check out his Patreon and check out his YouTube. The uh the stadium though, I would say just to wrap it up is totally different that we don't decide right it's up to this group we're giving input it's up to them right and then at the end of the day we vote on a height limit that determines whether or not these things move forward so it's really these different bars to clear that are always there in front of us in some civic sense but this is much more cut and dry versus being one of the things where we have to leave it up to a voter proposal or it's like claim staking the community said they wanted this they put it out and the government uh, in the sense of the city council said we specifically want these things built here, right? So it's just different than people trying to say, hey, we want citizens to get along with our idea. Instead, it's the other way. So like the idea, I love it. And just make your mind up. Go to the website, check it out, and make your mind up as to what you think is best out of the two of them. Obviously, we like the the one for us. Right. 100%. Anything you want to add to that, Steve? I think, you know, everybody, obviously, check out sportsarenainput.org. Go in there. Check out the two proposals. You're going to see that there's a lot of positives for both. There's a few negatives for both as well. But I think that at the end of the day, us as supporters of San Diego Loyal, there's actually, even if you remove that part of it, to be fair, I really, really like this Midway Sport and Entertainment bid. Like, I really, really do. And it's not ju- it's not coming from an area of like oh yeah I, w- I just want to I want my stadium no this is actually really really cool to look at the renderings are awesome yes they're just renderings it probably won't you will probably never see a kid with uh, balloons in a park but <laughs> maybe maybe Diego or Elias will <laughs> will go back and revisit and, and take that picture but go and check it out again sportsarenainput.org. Okay. Yeah. So the the last thing I'll say is that the way that Warren and the club has approached this is, you know, they're not like relying on us to kind of gather support for. Yeah. This. That's you know, the, we didn't really hear about this feeling. until you can obviously tell from the from the proposal from the 
the, the you know the publicly released documents they've been working on this for a very long time yeah which is incredible you know props to warren because we haven't you know the club hasn't been around that long and he hasn't even been in film that long but it's a it's a different feel and there's nothing negative i'm saying about the soccer city you know campaign and, and effort to bring mls here that was a completely different story the, the point i'm making is this is an rfp so the voters and we you know can only do so much it, it's up to the mayor it's up to city council it's up to committees to make recommendations so like jerry said go online provide your feedback provide it honestly you know we're not here trying to say vote for this one vote for that one yeah no um, it's it's a, it's a completely completely different thing totally so, different and is your, you yes. have to you have to point out that I, I think the club's position on this is hey this is an opportunity However, it's not the only opportunity. If, exactly. If for whatever reason, this doesn't work out, that's okay. They There's... still have to build a permanent house, right? Even yeah. if this works out, we still have to build a permanent yes. stadium, Regardless. which has always been their goal. So it's there's many lines in the water, and they can't stress that to us enough. And they're very excited about those lines, too, uh, that they express. And yeah. I think I think you guys both are uh, agree with me when I say that we're in it for the long run. This is not about the short game. This is not about, like, oh, hey, hey, we're just going to, you know, we're gonna once we get the stadium, like, we're out. This is that's not what that this is about. Like we're in it for the long run. We're gonna be. If we were in, in it for stadiums. We would have been out. We're gonna be ago. exactly. <laughs> we're gonna be grandparents with our grandchildren, at our stadium. That's that's what we envision. Am I right? Have yep. you guys and even think, thought oh, about you're that? You're absolutely right. I think that's even reflected in like we, what we talked about last week. You know, Andrew is here, and he, you know, there's there were no furloughs, there were no pay cuts, there were none of that. He's committed to this city. He's committed to this club. Um, he's still committed to building something amazing um and that's i think that's very very clear in his actions not just his words so i don't want i think there's, there's 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 other plans if this one doesn't go um I, I i don't know i just truly believe that um you know they, they wouldn't put all their eggs in this basket because it's not a guarantee and they know that they need to grow beyond usc before they get to that final stepping stone so, hey talking about talking about eggs in a basket i just have to throw this in there imagine Steve, you now know what it's like to be a parent. Imagine when the Vasiliadis family has a child that goes to a game and falls in love with yeah. the sport. How much more? How much more into this are they gonna? Is he gonna be? Especially Andrew, right? Um, I, I mean, I'm not trying to put yeah. anything out there. I know they were just <laughs> recently married. Take your time, enjoy yourselves. All right, Vasiliadis family, enjoy but yourselves. Having you know, but. But I'm just yeah. saying, just wait. I know that you might think this is your baby until you have a baby that's part of this baby. Woo-wee. I'm just saying. Whoa, baby. Oh, baby. Drew. But having all also, our pro sports on one site for 10 years it. would be I'm pretty cool. Saying. Seven to 10 years, I'm for it, right? We got all our pro sports there now. Put another pro sport there. Call it a few years. Move on. Well, here's the thing. is for us as supporters and those that listen to this, it's because you support this club. Right. This is your this is like your yeah. family. And so we hope it doesn't take 10 years. We ha it says up to 10 years. What if in a few years, two, three years, we're so big as a group, as a community, as a family that all of a sudden we've outgrown this modular stadium? Exactly. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> do you know, the, Liga sky, MX the, the and MLS are like we want in on this loyal game. It's the first dual league bid for expansion. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the, the leagues thing. come to us. You know? San Diego is a sleeping giant, right? And I think that we see it because we're a part of it, but we still have a lot of work to do. So for those that are listening, 
And just to kind of move forward, because we have a lot to cover and we're already at about 30 minutes. I, I just want to say, like, it's this is just an opportunity. This is not the end all be all thing. Just like, you know, with Soccer City, this is something else. And I think they're they're approaching it in a totally different way, in a way that it feels really comfortable. It's like it's OK if we don't necessarily, you know, get this bid and win it. That's fine. You know what? There's going to be more opportunities. San Diego is big enough to where there's a lot of places and a lot of opportunities that we can create. So that's uh, anything else before we move on, guys. I think we hit everything. Oh, let's move on. Half an hour in. Let's right. go. Yo, locals on tour. Real Monarchs. San Diego loyal. How weird, crazy, unusual. How much like the feelings that we went through during this game Saturday, July 11th, in case you guys missed it. I don't know why you would be listening to this podcast and not having watched this game. It's the San Diego Loyal Soccer alert. Club. San Diego Loyal Soccer ESPN Club. Plus uh, trial, then come back. Yeah. Seriously, yeah, yeah. Pause it right now. Go watch the game. Spend your two hours and watch this game. Actually, it was a little bit longer than two hours because of the water breaks and everything. But San Diego Loyal <laughs> visits Real Monarchs. SLC, by the way, that's their, their official name. The Real Monarchs, Salt Lake City. The returning, or I, I guess returning champs? What do you call yeah, them? That works. That works. The Raining. Defend, Raining the, defending, the defending champions, the Real Monarchs of the USL Championship at Rio Tinto Stadium, the home of Real Salt Lake. And uh, there was an attendance of 816 people, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> how do you feel about that first of all this, like, i said we were going to talk about this yeah i mean i think they you know they were they played at specifically at um rail salt lakes the mls's club stadium to allow fans you know at, at one quarter capacity so they were going to allow up to 5300 fans um i was first and foremost happy and you know impressed that only 813 showed up you know um I think it's great. I, I, I think it's great that that many showed up, but I also think that um, allowing fans at all is just, it's a step in the wrong direction to me. Um, and we talked about this last week, but um, we didn't see any of this in, in this game, but in the, the other two games that I've watched, um, the USL games that I've watched, and I've been watching everything I can yeah. um, that have allowed fans. Um, one was at Louisville's new stadium, and the other one was actually earlier tonight at Birmingham, Alabama Stadium. And man, there's people right up on the field, on the field seats, not wearing masks. They're absolutely less than six feet away from the players when the players have a throw-in. Um, I think it's absolutely shameful that the USL Championship is allowing people to get that close to the players. Um, if they want to allow fans, that's you know that's that's one thing. Um, outdoor transmission numbers are 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 really very low. Yeah. Um, if yeah. people actually are wearing masks, you know that lowers transmission rates even more. Um. I still think it's ridiculous, but if you're, you know, if, if people are absolutely adamant about it, you know, keep them away from the players. Because if somebody on the field is, is that is infected and they're talking, yeah. you know, they're talking smack and they're whatever. And then a player gets infected and then they're, they run back on the field and then they infect more people. And then they go in the locker room and they infect, like it could derail the entire team. It can derail the entire useless championship season. Um, if you're going to do it, just keep them at least a few rows up. And I get that you sold those seats, you know, in the off season, but things got to change because 
it, it just it frustrates me so much. We've all we've all been in our houses in quarantining for four months, and now it's like, you know, the these people in these clubs have like one semblance of normalcy, and they just jump right back into it, and it's just so frustrating because it, when you actually you know dive into the details and the tracing of it, it, it could it really could just derail everything so fast. Um, and I, I don't want to see that. I want to see the season played out. I want to see our club play. I want to see the USL championship played. I want to see a champion crown. Like I want to see, want to be the champions. Yeah. yeah, of course. But you know, it, so it's frustrating, but at the same time, it's, it, I don't know. It's I know it's, it's, it's frustrating <laughs> is what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. And I think that drew agrees with you as well. One thing is uh, that you were mentioning, um, you know, with the, the fans screaming and yelling and stuff, and you could see there's pictures of us, other USL games. Luckily this did not happen at our most recent game, but doesn't mean it won't happen, you know, in, in future games. It, there's, people right up against the players as they're like taking corner kicks or doing you know uh their thing on the sidelines and these people like screaming at them or like no masks no masks at all okay and me as a trade i my job my career my mission in life is to help people through plumbing right and i and i that's what i've been doing for 17 years and as somebody that does plumbing i go in and out of homes every single day and I've had people, and I've noticed recently a change in mentality of people when I go to their houses, like, oh, you don't have to wear a mask. Uh, yes, I do have to wear a mask, and so should you be wearing a mask. Yeah. You know, and I think it's just people are getting tired of having to wear the mask. But it's like, is this really such a big inconvenience that you, yeah. you know, that you care, uh, you don't care enough that you could potentially kill somebody? I mean, that's... It's serious. You know, I know that's a, it sounds crazy to say, and then almost maybe some people might be like, whoa, dude. But it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. And so all I can say is I understand why USL is allowing this to happen. At the same time, I don't agree with it at all. Um, I'm, I'm also glad, just like you, uh, Steve, that it was only, what, 100 and, or 816 people that were in attendance according to the numbers, official numbers, it still seemed like they were kind of all sitting in one area. It was a super hot day. They all got moved to the shade, yeah. They got moved to the shade. By the way, and I said this right at the beginning uh, before we started talking about this game, and we're going to talk about, you know, the game itself, I promise. Uh, But we did have some traveling locals there. Do you guys know any of their names? If you want to shout some of them. Yeah, shout out to David David Chamberlain, number one. He's also the president of the American Outlaws chapter here in San Diego. Nice. Um, Dana and Davis, they live out there in Salt Lake City. And same with Albert. Albert was the guy who saved everybody when the feed dropped. Uh, everybody was on his periscope. The everybody. club, Darren Smith, Jordan, everybody. 200 was on his plus feed, people so. on there. He was live. I think it was like 400. I think he got to 400. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Because that, that dropped for like 20 minutes. So we were all up in that. Um, the Allegra brothers, I know they drove overnight. They were featured in an article that published in Salt Lake City. So, wow. big shouts to them. Um, and I, you know, we we, we reposted that um, picture we saw too. Just be safe. You know, we can't control other states. We can't control other clubs. We can't control their stadiums. Um, all we can control is um, encouraging our members. You know that that do feel um, that they do want to travel to be safe. Wear your mask. Um, yeah. Wash your hands. Sanitize your hands. Maintain social distance. Um, do it as safely as possible. 
because this is no joke and things are still climbing and spreading and um, we need to start looking towards what this looks like not this season and what this starts looking towards, you know, the early beginnings of next season and start protecting, hey, this season, you know, we're not going to get back to Torero. Let's make sure we get back there next season. And so we need to start really, really, really focusing on that instead because I think that there's some there's some talk and worry about well, I think everybody assumes that we're just going to be back at back at Torero next season in February and March. But, you know, when you actually think about it, that's not that far away. You know, last last June and in, in July, the club was announcing that they were coming to town. And then, you know, that, that doesn't feel like that long ago, but it was a year ago. So things happen fast and we really, really, really need to consider the greater good here and start thinking about next season, too. So, yeah, agreed. Totally. Let's talk sure. about the action, man. Stone can I, can I say one? I didn't get to say anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Drew, no. Literally didn't Moving get to on. say anything about this. <laughs> and I literally was the first person to put on Twitter and said that I don't think allowing fans in was okay and that it's a terrible idea. So just to be real clear, <laughs> still think that. Never will back down from that. I will be as effusive and angry at whoever thinks this is a good idea because it's not. <laughs> Uh, modeling-wise, even if it's perfectly fine, it's terrible from a mental aspect for people to watch other people on TV be in the stands. So it's just a bad idea. I, it's not going to happen here, as we said. So we should just move on and enjoy what we can, which is watching it through the TV and interacting how we can, which is through social media uh, and trying to make the most of it by encouraging our players the same way we would in the stands um, through new, exciting uh, maybe different means than we would have ever thought would we when we began the season back in March. You know, like this, this is not what anybody envisioned, but yeah. maybe we'll find different ways of encouraging each other that we never good thought point. we knew. Right? That's a good point. That's a good point. Nobody ever wanted this to happen. Nobody thought this was going to happen. When we were, we worked our ass off to get ready for February and March, and we worked our freaking ass off to get here, and then it was pulled out from under us. So there's a huge pull to get back in the stadiums. You know, let's travel to Phoenix and Vegas and Salt Lake. And the places that are allowing it, but things are just scary right now, man. They're yeah. talking about health. We're talking about not just the health of yourself, but the health of everybody, the health of society, the greater good. You know, anybody you come in contact with. Um, just our nurses and doctors. Give them a break. Seriously. <laughs> okay, God. let's 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 move this up uh, forward quickly because we still have a lot to cover. Very little time left. Um, so, Stoneman, go. Seventeen minute. I actually called it 16th minute, but it was in the yeah. 17th minute. Uh, yeah. I just have to say real quick, looking at the stats, the league leaders right now, uh, Phoenix Rising has quite a few people, all right, in the attacking three goals. Uh, now, keep in mind, uh, it's actually like three-way tie with two Phoenix Rising players and an Indy 11 player. Uh, but... With league leaders, if you're looking at some of the numbers, Grant Stoneman has number one in distribution out of the entire league, 247 passes. Bet you didn't know that one. But, however, he is also, he's also tied for number one in discipline, which is two yellow cards. But, I mean, right now, <laughs> this is just kind That's of starting. Okay. That's okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's just starting right now, but I wanted to throw that out there. Grand Stoneman doing doing the Lord's work out there I'm, on the field. And there's the, there's the Lansing, <laughs> Lansing uh, connection with Nate, too. 
So That's they right. Came from USL League One last year, so there's got to be heads up player, there. literally. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's a guy after my own heart, like a lanky guy out there just running around trying to make stuff happen and defend the defend the prize. So and yeah. push it up the flank. I, I, you know, he just keeps plugging in. And every time that you say, oh, man, there, there's something. He also wows you with some way that he just cuts off a pass or gets in the ball. So that and having the ability to head home like that and be in the box. Yep. Fantastic. And I was I was a I was a striker by trade. Um and I, I don't often talk about defense when I talk about soccer, but I love our three back man. It's weird for oh. me. I'm used Stoneman, to having a four Greenspan, back, but... Zizzo, man. No, no, it's absolutely it's fantastic. And it, yeah, I must mention there was five yellows. Four of them were for San Diego Loyo during this game. <laughs> Avila, Zizzo, Martin, and Alvarez. Stoneman was not one of them. Did you tell okay. it's been a while? Uh, it's been a while. Uh, there was definitely more <laughs> movement with San Diego Loyo than the... I mean, this is the reigning champs, right? This is the Real Monarchs, and we were at their home, which is even weirder. Here's what's crazy. Shout out to Mr. Brad Jensen, my star of the match, personally. That is the referee for this game, Mr. <laughs> Brad Jensen, who uh, we, we kind of discussed this before. There was a... You know, there were some calls there that maybe got, you know, were lucky. I think anybody outside of San Diego would say that we probably got really lucky. There was two goals that were called uh, not goals for the Real Monarchs. However, there was also a red that was only called a yellow with that Sirakowski uh, yellow yeah. in the 57th minute. Yeah. What yeah. a foul. I know. Um, our boy. Everybody, like, even the most dude. objective reporters were like, what the hell? <laughs> that <laughs> like, was a red. Exactly. It, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, two well, a red for two uh, for two goals. I mean, I'll, I'll take it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a trade you'll take. Uh, I'm sure Landon <laughs> would take that, right? In uh, his playing career, for sure. So, 100%. as a manager, extra. But yeah. I think for me, it was also, you know, Caleb Porter said this when the Timbers won their championship in 2015 was like, it takes a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication and, and having the right vision and people. But it takes a little bit of magic always to to just for anything to succeed, I think, but especially in the sport, uh, the way the reason we all watch it is for the magic. Right. And so well, we let's, shout out, let's shout out the, the, the club social team for that censored magic. That, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. We have there to shout go. out the San Diego Loyal social media team regardless. Yeah. Those guys are fantastic. They're killing it right now. They really are. So good. So much on top of it. Also, they respond yeah. to pretty much all of our tweets, which is yeah. great. <laughs> but let's talk about the first half. I mean, I think was pretty dominant from our, our boys. Um, controlled the ball. I mean, I think there was a good amount of backwards passing, but I think that was by design. I think Landon came out and, and talked about it after the match. You know, it was hundred degrees in Salt Lake City, you're at elevation. Yeah. Um, they got that goal fairly early, and then I think they wanted to kind of settle in and control the match. Uh, second half started, I think, similarly, and then it, you know, there's some substitution, some tired legs, some fatigue going on. Things got a little more stressful, but I think ultimately, you know, that back line, some really good midfield play, controlled the game, and 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 took it home. And I'd also like to kind of point out that uh, during last week's predictions, I think. I was the one who said one zero. <sighs> yeah, I listened back. You definitely said I did. <laughs> I did actually endorse your prediction at the end. Though, <laughs> so to be fair, I said mine doesn't make any sense because they would be tired, which also happened. So we both 
I, I went and thought you won in practicality. So if we're keeping score and making this a game, Steve wins. Yeah, that's fair. I did. That's I, why Jerry doesn't do predictions. I, I don't do predictions, so I'm not playing this game. <laughs> and by the way, it worked out this way. Uh, it worked out that I didn't make a prediction because I probably would have messed that up anyways. And guess what? We won. So at the end of the day, yeah. three points to San Diego Loyal. Huge three points. Group. Huge. Three one was possible though. You know, we're talking about minutes this. in, right? We oh. talk, we, it was totally on the table, but it was just everybody was so tired and altitude yeah. and heat. Yeah, it was just never. I think in the cards. So they had the shots on target. They had shots in there and some good, you know, pushing. So it was just a, to me, solid victory. I, I can't really take anything else away except for walk, walking away. We were like, we don't supposed to win this, right? We felt like we got kind of away with it a little bit, which is the best kind of win. Yeah, and you know the you were talk we were talking about the social media team, right? And they're doing such a fantastic job. One of the things at the beginning of the season, before this whole craziness happened with the universe, with the world, with the uh, you know with Earth and the COVID nineteen, <laughs> they discussed with the club actually Landon Donovan, coach Gaffer Landon Donovan discussed with the club that there's no reason why. By the end of the first three games, we should have seven points. Guess what? We have seven points, yep. right? And this was, yes, against, uh, technically, it was supposed to be uh, against another squad. I don't think we were going to be playing uh, Salt Lake. No. Were we? I can't remember. Or, uh, Mon okay. Monarchs. Yeah, so it's one of those things where, yeah, it was different, but guess what? Still had the result that we were expecting. I think we we move and grow from here. I wouldn't think that the same starting 11 is going to be on the next game. I just have this feeling that there are some changes that are going to happen. Um, some moves there with, uh, you know, Irvin Parra. I love him, by the way. He's a fantastic player. He sets up great plays. However, he hasn't really had that, uh, that spark that we need from him. We need him to put the ball on the back of the net. That has not happened. And you have seen it multiple times where he hesitates or he wants to place the ball on his perfect you know foot and be able to have that space and time it's not going to happen he's not taking those chances uh so that's something that i noticed right off the bat in the first half with with Irvin Parra uh, now Avila Avila is just doing a fantastic job he was replaced by, by Atua Hene who i was surprised was not in at the beginning of this game by the way uh i think we all kind of looked at that starting 11 and it was like Wow, okay. All right. There's some names in here that for sure for sure seem like should be in there. And there was a couple that were like, okay, maybe there's some changes here that we're not too sure of what has happened since the, you know, I don't know, break off season. What do you even call that? It's cuz it's Quarant not off season. Quarant the quarantine season. Hiatus. Yeah. Uh so it was really interesting to see it, but now you go back and look at the the moves that were Made into the second half, like again Elijah Martin coming in for Irvin Barra. Uh, you had uh, Makangila coming in for Colin Martin. Colin Martin was one of the surprises for me starting, uh, uh, you know, the the first half. And then you had somebody that we need to talk about. Tumi Moshobane was actually replaced in the 90, 90 plus minute by our new player, Mr. Ben Spencer. Mm -hmm. Who I mm. I thought at some point Ben Spencer was actually in our team then was not, and now he's back. What what do you guys know about that? 
nothing apparently. I, I went <laughs> to a, so I went to a certain <laughs> soccer's game. That's all I know. <laughs> then uh, after that, uh, things were not said for a while, and now he's in our team. That's what. That's pretty much what I know. Right. From an anecdotal standpoint. At least. So the hesitation the, was real. For those of you um, that don't know, Ben Spencer, uh, 2014 was an Indy 11, then Toronto FC, where he spent quite a bit of time. He actually was in the first team in 2017, 2018, with five appearances with Toronto FC. And then in 2017, 18, he went to Toronto FC 2, was then uh, on loan to 2, but then went on to Phoenix Rising, where he was just fantastic. He tore it up with Phoenix Rising. And then went back on loan, uh, and that was with F- FC Tucson. And then 2020, here, here he is in San Diego. Like, this this guy can uh, put the ball in the back of the net. I think he's going to be a fantastic addition. He's a forward. He is six foot five and a half. Dude's huge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's a little bit of background. He's still, like, five team. inches shorter than Drew. What? Yeah. Well... <laughs> <laughs> He also well, he's got Albuquerque there, so he's actually born at altitude, you know. So he's, he's tall and born at altitude. So it's, he's got that going for. Him. I was born at sea level. Good, good old. <laughs> You're welcome. No, but what a good uh, get for San Diego Loyo. I think it's a great addition, and just strengthens strengthens that uh, that bench, man. Like what yeah, in the I world? Our depth is fantastic right now. Yeah, think about depth. I mean. It's about to get hectic. I looked at the schedule again today, and you know, while the last game was Saturday, and then this come upcoming Sunday, there's a couple Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday things coming up. And yeah, when you talk about that kind of stuff going on, you really, really got to talk about depth Um, because you can't have these guys playing, you know, third or fourth day consistently. Um, some some guys bodies will hold up, but not everybody. So you yeah. really, really yeah. got to rotate and have depth and, and think about the long term. Uh, what games do we need these guys healthy for? And there's we play Phoenix Rising back to back at the very end of the season, and that might very well determine our fate in going into the playoffs. So, um, you know, that, those are all factors that have to go into Linden's head. Um, Is that a segue into Phoenix Rising? Should we talk about Phoenix line. Rising because uh, they just beat the team that we're going to be playing against here very shortly uh 4-0 yeah phoenix rising destroyed la galaxy 2 now to be fair this was a, this is a very young team now you know like la galaxy 2 has 4-0 phoenix rising is just killing it they, they are the for sure the um I, I don't know i think they're the top pick for taking this whole thing right right now i think as yeah. far as everybody sees them yeah, they were going into the season. Still are. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I would yeah. Let me let me be, before I say anything else, I'll say I hate them, but I also respect their winning streak last year. That was very good. So um but again I hate them. So. I need to get a little beep so we can say beep the Phoenix Rising <laughs> FC. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, they're I think they're definitely the favorite. Solomon DeSante, I mean, I I watched that game as well. Um he won player of the week. And deservedly so, honestly. Uh, incredible player. I think he could definitely cut it at MLS. Um, Two goals. Yeah, they're going to be a challenge, man. They're, they're, they're definitely going to be a challenge. They know what they're doing over there. Yeah, two goals from Asante, one from Vaquero, one from Flemings in the ninth minute. Like, come on, dude. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's something I was reading earlier this week was uh, uh, essentially if you come for the king, you better not miss type of phraseology. Ooh. And I think that's what's happening here, right, is we have our chance to prove ourselves and kind of uh, formulate our way up. And I think we've got a good run up. We've got Sacramento. You've got Reno in there. You've got some good tests that are kind of you know, going to test our depth, test our style. Um, you know, and see what kind of things we can throw out there. Maybe we can create a different formation that we didn't think we had in our back pocket that when we go up against Phoenix, we can pull out in one of those games, either in the second leg or the first leg where things aren't working, right? That's yeah. the kind of stuff that you find out about your team that we just don't know yet because um, we're still figuring out who's who does what. But we're, we're really getting a good idea, again, with the three back, as Steve said, and, and certain things of who goes where, but how do we rotate and uh, who fills what you know kind of new roles maybe we haven't seen yet. Yep. Yeah, one of the things is uh, I'm looking at our schedule. You guys have to realize that we are facing Phoenix Rising FC twice away. Three right. games total, twice away, one Jeez. at home. They are very difficult to beat away. So that is that has been a discussion, right, a point of discussion between all of us uh, as San Diego Loyal supporters and actually even within the league. Like San Diego Loyal does have a very difficult schedule. As our president here, Mr. Brookoff, just mentioned, we have two back-to-back Games in September against Phoenix Rising to end the season, or I should say to end, to end the group stage, right? That's that's kind of the way we're looking at it. So uh, September nineteenth, September thirtieth, look out for those. However, we face them August fifteenth as well away. Yep. Coming up next, though, we have the LA Galaxy, LA Galaxy two, Los Dos, and Galaxy two is a very young squad. Maybe not necessarily the best in our group, so a lot of us are seeing it as a very easy game. However, you should Danger. not take them lightly. That is when things go bad, when you f- get too confident against your opponent mm-hmm. and you don't realize that they actually have some really good players in LA Galaxy 2. There's a reason why they're in a squad that could potentially be feeding into an MLS team, right? Yeah, so, trap game. I mean, yeah the trap game is, a, is perfect, but also, you know, what Jerry said, like, those, those kids were in LA Galaxy Academy for a reason, you know, these, these, these are most kids, but they're good and they're capable of magic moments. They're also capable of holding their own against seasoned veterans. You know, you look at some of the younger guys over in Europe, you look at um, younger guys in, in our squad that hold their hold, hold up against, you know, veterans in the three games we have played. Um, Not only that, take, you uh, can't take anybody lightly. You look at the, so you look across the sideline and you see the guy who they should have a statue outside next to Beckham of, right? And it will happen whenever they decide hey, to do a, it, right? That's a good point. I hadn't even thought of until right now. This is Landon's but, first coaching right? position against his old. So <gasps> you want to play, you want to play big, right? If you're Ooh. one of the lowest dose kids uh, or players, wow. just regardless, right? You want to get it up for Landon and, you know, kind of, show off a little bit, maybe spoil his party, or just kind of say, hey, I want to be the next Landon, so what better place to do it than in front of him, right? You know, it's kind of that that sort of moment. Players say that 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 drives them, right, a little bit in their heads. So So one thing, Drew, as you said that, I completely blocked out in my head the moment that they said Landon Donovan is going to be the coach of this club. I completely blocked out the (laughs) fact that he spent years and is a legend for the Carson Galaxy. And one of the, the other things, LA club. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things that like for me is like so weird to go back on and, and like think about is dude, like our 
coach is not only a U.S. soccer legend, but he's also an L.A. Galaxy legend. All right, there I said it. Multiple, you know, the L.A. Galaxy MVP. legend. Carson. It's a trophy Carson named Galaxy after legend. his play there. You know, it's... Uh, it's uh, yeah. That's a great point to bring up, Drew. I actually it's had not even point. thought about the fact... Me neither. That not even We once. are facing... He practiced on those fields, man, for years. Damn, dude. Damn. <laughs> That's gonna be that's gonna be interesting for him. That's all they'll talk about on ESPN. And I'm he used to mm-hmm. he used to play intra squad games against the LA Galaxy two guys. Like man, yeah, I didn't even think about that until right now. That's a really good point. Ooh, yeah. that's gonna be not fun. the same man, guys. That makes but, it so much you know. more fun now. Right, but I think it goes both ways, right? Landon's gonna have an extra incentive, and those LA Galaxy two guys are gonna have an extra incentive. There might be an extra edge of, edge of intensity. We might be see maybe see a few more yellows. You yeah. know, who knows? Sure, who knows? Fuck but, L- I think I think talent wise, talent wise, squad wise, you know, this should be something we can handle. But like we said, you know, don't take anything for granted. The old, old, old cliche: one game at a time. Never look beyond your next game. Mm-hmm. Um, take these three points. We're four. We're what? Four matches, ten points. Come on, you can't ask for more than that. That's that's pretty epic. So, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm. I'm looking forward to this Sunday, Sunday, July 19th, 7 p.m. Uh, at home versus the Galaxy 2. It's going to be an interesting one. We back in Torero. Back in Torero Stadium, at least for the next few games. The club managed to get our home. Look out for the locals who will not be there, unfortunately. You know, you can't be there. But you know what? We will be there. You'll see what we mean. It's going to be It's going to be great. Um the, this let's, game, and let's also say, let's also say, you know, we're home. Um, everybody who watch knows from home supports this. Everybody <laughs> who knows and supports this club knows there are ways to go and watch the team. You know, from yes. the hill, from the fence, whatever. Do not go. Do that. Do not go. Please don't. It's so tempting. I want to, so bad, but that is not the way to do this. That is not the way to properly. Um, you know, heed all cautions and really, really, really make sure that we can continue this season. Um, I know that the club is going to have some, you know, precautions taken and people around to prevent people from going mm-hmm. and doing these things. Um, so I just, just please don't, don't, don't try. Don't try to be those people. Don't try to be those ultras or whatever. Like, thank you, president. Take the, take the proper it's precautions. Cool. Watch from home. Yeah. It's way not to, way cool. to take You're our, not gonna way to take please don't be those away. people. It makes everybody look You're bad. A creep. You're all the rules. You're a creep. Literally, don't. the term is creep. You're <laughs> creeping. Don't creep. <laughs> don't be a creep. Uh, and we'll call you out on being a creep. So, I, I said yeah, thanks, thanks, Mr. President, for taking our freedoms away. But you know, you're right. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just joking, and I totally agree with you. We do need to make sure that everybody that's listening, I think, I think y'all know, y'all know better. Um, we are going to end up going over an hour. I'm just letting you know right now. We're at the 59-minute mark, and we still have a lot of things to cover. So, Got to get the questions, man. Yeah, we got to get to the questions. Uh, but uh, Galaxy 2, I mean, do you – I again, I don't give predictions. Do you want to give predictions, guys? Drew, Steve? I'll hmm. stay away this week. This week. Okay. I'm going to go – I think I think we go my last week prediction. It was just a week early. I say 3-1. I think it's possible. I think so, we could put up three on them. It's at home, so it's on a field they're familiar with, they're comfortable with. Probably really nice compared to last week. They're like, oh, you can play soccer when it's not boiling degrees out. This is <laughs> nice. So I think that's both, probably both a little bit. Actually, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So I think it'll be comfortable in that sense um, for both teams and a little bit more maybe fun and relaxed and less guys trying to chase out balls or maybe leaving them short a little bit just because it's you know hard to figure out where your guy's going to run to. So um, hopefully some flowing play. Okay. Hopefully, again, 3-1 would be my hope just because I think uh, same thing with uh, other leagues. It seems like the first game back's a little slow. Second game, they kind of kick it in gear. So hoping, yeah, that's more hopeful than anything else is a 3-1 mm-hmm. just for us and a fun game. I think right now as we're watching, like even MLS, right, you can tell that the the level of uh, the physical level is not what we're used to. There's a little bit of sluggishness going on, yeah. uh, but I think we can catch up. So yeah, no, I'm ex- I'm excited for this game. Uh, Steve, did you want to add anything? Uh, not much. I mean, I I just think yeah, like you guys have kind of covered. I'm I'm stoked to see the boys again. I'm stoked to see the rotations and the kind of the tactics. Here's- See him Jerry's back in excited home. to score on LA Galaxy jerseys. That's what he wants to watch happen. I'm kind of stoked to see him back home. Um, obviously, we can't be there, but you know, see him back in the stadium, see how they play, see if, if anything changes. Um, let's go. You know, yeah, let's take another three points. Yeah, I like that. Let's let's move on, man. Galaxy two. We'll see you on Sunday, uh, seven p.m. If you're not. Uh, I think it's CW, right? If you're not signed up to ESPN Plus, I think uh, because it's a home game, it should be on CW. Uh, and I don't, it's probably blacked out on ESPN. Actually, have you guys seen any of that? Like, what where it's going to be? It's CW. I think CW. I think CW. Yeah. CW, ESPN, ESPN Plus. Okay. Should be able to get it. All right. It's they safe. said they're not going to black out ESPN Plus locally, which is like national uh, services have okay. done with bigger leagues, which is kind of the nice thing of being USL and ESPN Plus. Okay, good. I'm, I'm like, tired, so I don't know how to keep track of that stuff. But uh, Group B. Oh, it's it's all confusing. Yeah, Group Always. B. Uh, must everything. mention we are the only club to have played three games as of now. That's the only reason why we are in first place with the draw win-win. Phoenix Rising on our tail with t- two wins, two games, two wins. Uh, Galaxy two, right underneath Phoenix Rising with a win and a loss. Las Vegas Lights and Orange County have yet to play a game, so we're going to be watching them here shortly as well. In all in Group B, uh, it's it's fun. It's fun to watch these uh, these games. Make sure if you do not have ESPN+, Plus, there is absolutely uh, a need. There is – it's totally worth – what is it, $4.99 a month? Five bucks. Five dollars. There you go. I, it's totally worth it. Absolutely. Totally worth it. So not just think combine it with Disney, content, but like Hulu. Yeah. Well, let's also, right. let's also, you know, touch on, you know, this is our, this is our club. This is our league now. Um, you know, I, I didn't watch a whole lot of USL last year, but I find myself wanting to watch USL now because this is the league we play in. This is our competition. This is our competition level. Let's get to know our foes. Yeah. You know, let's get to know the, the, you know, who plays in Sacramento, what kind of club are they? How do they play? Same with Tacoma, same with, you know, Phoenix and Vegas, Orange County, but like start watching these games. You know, this isn't, it's not, this isn't bad soccer. It's, it's, it's not premier league soccer. Sure. But it's not terrible. So, you know, watch it, watch, get to know your, you know, the rest of the league. I think it's important. Yeah, absolutely. And I do have to give a huge, huge shout out to Fairweather podcast. They're doing a fantastic job of covering the rest of the league that matters. Uh, Marissa, Chris, and Alan, who, by the way, 
Allen is a member and an active member of the locals. He is mm -hmm. on the drums next to me. He puts up with me standing on his drum and holds me to make sure that I don't die. He has done that now <laughs> once, and I'm assuming that that is now his job title. <laughs> he is. He I got to do the, it for five minutes, and I don't want to do it anymore, so I'm glad Alan's <laughs> going to do it. Yeah. I felt very I, too responsible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So shout out to the three of those guys, um, and uh, obviously Gal. Uh, Marissa is just fantastic, and she's going to be helping us out with this podcast. Maybe, just maybe, you may be able mm -hmm. to see us live and comment and be a part of this soon in a yard in a streams. yard thanks to marissa and her input i will be talking to her in the next coming weeks we are we're gonna grow this podcast guys it's a totally different way of approaching you know this club that the you know from the way that fairweather podcast is doing i think that we need more more content so we're just gonna keep it going all right um now something that we need to talk about Right off the bat, before we leave, we're already past the hour. It is what it is. Merch store. If you guys haven't checked it out, you have to go check it out. The oh. localssg.com backslash store. Shop. Shop. Thank you. Just just delete that. The localssg.com <laughs> backslash shop. Oh, what is that? Uh, I'm working on making store also go there, but just go to shop for now. Command Z. Drew will we'll have it done in five together. seconds. No, man, we've, we've, we're so excited to release um, a lot of the stuff that shout out to Eileen Burns, our director of merchandise. Yes. Um, shout out on her there's, hair. There's a ton avail yo, available right now. Yo, she got her hair um, done recently, and I just have to say it is fire. What is it, like purple and pink and... It looks, her hair looks like our goalkeeper's jersey. It's fantastic. It is. Love it sure it. is. Um, but we just got our second run of scarves. So scarves are re-upped. Um, let's also acknowledge we ran out of scarves. Like, that's pretty amazing. We ordered a ton of scarves and we ran out of scarves. Um, so our new run of scarves just came in. It's in my garage. Nice. Um, Very nice. So we also have shirts available to ship from here. The green and yellow shirts. Um, if you guys are listeners, if you guys have a membership that you bought and you did not, you know, we we're, we weren't able to pick it up, um, we now have a shipping option on the website. So just go online to our shop and buy the standalone shipping option. Um, if it's just your membership, it's five bucks. If it's like membership and a shirt you already ordered, it's eight bucks. Um, and if you ordered more than that, it's a couple you know, more bucks than that. Um, I'm doing all that, you know, from my garage, trying to get you guys your gear. Um, but the rest of the stuff, I mean, let's talk about the Forever Loyal t-shirt. Let's talk about the Bring With Bum t-shirt. Let's talk about the Crest t-shirt, the Pride t-shirt. Um, those are all from our print-on-demand service. So there's a Mug little bit of a delay right now due to COVID, but um, I'm going to pass this off to Drew because Drew did a ton more work than I did on this, and I don't want to steal his thunder. <laughs> but there's a lot, oh, of, yeah. a lot of people are getting tons the of merch, work, right? Steve literally shipped like 100 and something packages already. So It wasn't Steve. Geez. It was and, and Lydia. Lydia. <laughs> yeah, yes exactly so shout out to lydia. big ups you can't say like hey when you see lydia but when you do you know just store that away in the in the many thanks that you should give lydia for uh the efforts here with the locals one of which is is getting your packages out so um that but the print on demand stuff's really cool we can uh essentially ship you a t-shirt but it does take a few weeks due to the fact that the whole world's constrained uh yeah. just doesn't matter where stuff is coming from and how they're doing it whether it's ink whether it's people whether it's uh 
cloth, all of it moves through international borders, which are very difficult to get things through. So um, do know that it's going to take a few weeks for some of those items. If you just look when you're buying an item, it'll have a note that says this is a print-on-demand item or from a third party, and it'll have their current shipping time. So you can just expect, based on their stuff, it's pretty accurate. Um, when they've said three weeks, it's been three weeks. When it's been two weeks, it's two weeks. So um, just kind of gauge on their range, and you'll be good to go. Yeah, could talk. We can maybe talk Good about a little, stuff, a little talk really about uh, what we have coming. You know, we might have Ooh. a little bit of little bit maybe. of face masks on the way. Can't show you anything because it's a podcast, but uh, <laughs> we're all wearing them right now the whole time. No, <laughs> no so we placed the order a couple weeks ago. Placed the order a couple weeks ago. Um, we were told there's a three week lead time from our our source, so we are patiently slash impatiently waiting. For those to come in, um, we're probably going to do a pre-sale. I would say at the beginning of next week, and maybe leak a little teaser photo, something like that, here in the next couple of days. Um, super stoked on them. We have three different designs. Um, two of them are the you know the masks that loop behind the ears. One you know there's one that's the the guard, the kind of neck gaiter that also you know, serves as a face mask. That's actually um, my favorite. I think yeah, I wear that a lot. Yeah. Uh, the designs are amazing. So, um, as much as it pains us not to get this stuff out to you guys, is you know, right now, um, we gotta kind of wait for it to come in. So, keep stay tuned. We're working. As soon as we know it's coming in, we will put it up and kind of give you the option to look at it. But uh, it'll be well timed. So it's uh, to give you a sneak peek. They both have. They all have colors. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's yeah, it's not my it's not my secret to give, so I'm not going to ruin it. <laughs> Anyone want to share anything else or any any other uh, lift up the uh, proverbial curtain here? No, I think that's pretty much not it. Much can't do. Yeah, they got color. That's all I'll say. You'll you'll understand when you see them. Okay. Is there anything else yeah. that we need to add? I think that's it. That's good. Are we done? Oh no! Sort questions. Of, yeah. We have questions. Oh, people wanted us questions. to answer things. Uh, man. All right, here we go. Steve, you, oh. do you want to go through these, man, or what? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. All right. Rapid. Right. Get it. So we asked for some questions on Twitter. Um, there's there's a few questions that came up before we actually started recording, which is fantastic. Uh, okay, here we go. Number one, from Caesar Hernandez at Caesar H Football. You go follow him. Fantastic guy. We love him. And he's super uh, super talented when it comes to writing. So go check out his stuff, please. Uh, please. He said, he asked, a realistic yet dream signing that you would love. Drew, I want you to go first, sir. Uh, a homegrown number nine that, uh, you know, from like 16 to like 20 became the best player in the world in front of our eyes. That would be my favorite realistic yet dream signing. Uh, um, since that's lame and boring uh, and not of a person that exists in the real world currently, uh, I'll go with somebody like, I think somebody who just has a history in San Diego and uh, San Diego soccer and kind of around like Joe Corona, right? Like kind of uh, if he gets to a point where we can some point in his career uh, have him be part of Loyal, uh, that would be a really cool signing for me just as somebody who I followed, you know, from a San Diego connection, Jolos and kind of all the different parts of his career through galaxy and everything else it's kind of been an interesting player to watch so that would be one for me i think nice steve i agree 
I mean, that was that was going to be my answer. So yeah, um, no, I can't I, take that. No, my answer's answer is going to be my answer is going to be Cesar Hernandez. Mm. <laughs> no, he plays good defense, by the way. I mean, I, I I'd love to see. I, I know Sal and and Benny Fellhopper have that connection through the podcast. If Sal could pull Benny out of retirement, um, oh yeah, play one more season in USL, I'd love to see what Benny could do with this club, the kind of leadership he could bring. Um, Jerry, I know he played one season at LAFC. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I'd love that. I think it'd be super. I loved his game when he used to, you know, at his prime in Sporting Kansas City with the national team. I would tune in oh, to watch him. Yeah, great. I would watch oh, him on. You know when sporting was on because he's just a fun player to watch yeah. for sure. That's a good call. That's a good shout out. And Cesar is a fun player to play with as well at Barcada. I will definitely shout out for him. <laughs> there you go. He is. He's my, he's one of my favorites to play with. We will never get beat at the back with Cesar. He is always heads up. Um, I'm going to say one that I was hoping would be part of the team. I think it's very realistic. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it a dream signing, but. Okay, maybe it is a dream signing because I loved him and I still love him. He plays with Cholos currently, so it's a little realistic. I'm going to go with Eric Cubo Torres. I think mm. that that player would be... I think that he would be a fantastic player here. I think that he wants to play in the United States. I don't know if he wants to make his way back into MLS. He played with Houston for a little while. He was with Chivas USA. I'm just saying there's some connections there as well as he played with Guadalajara, which is why he's kind of a dream signing for me. I think that he was a young player at the time. He's married now. He has a little bit more to play for. I think that he has something to prove. I think he's a fantastic player that just hasn't really found the uh, the right team. With Cholos, he's doing fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But I do think that uh, he can do really, really well with the current lineup that we have right now. Maybe with a couple of moves here and there. So that's my answer. Maybe it's not something that other people were expecting, but there you go. Moving on. Marisa. Redemption. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I think that is a, that's definitely his story. And I think he needs to redeem himself from where he's been. So, uh, cool. Marissa, what's your favorite podcast to listen to? She said, Drew. Um, so that's not soccer related. Probably because honestly, there's just so many good ones uh, to be seriously honest. It's just crazy the amount of content that uh, Fairweather has put out with that self-serving question from Marissa. And I will acknowledge <laughs> their wonderful <laughs> podcast. We've already acknowledged several times throughout this podcast, but I do love their show. Well, I will say there's so much of it that it's not my favorite because it's like there's been so many good episodes lately that I'm still like trying to backtrack and get to them. So the ones that I really listen to uh, a lot that aren't. Uh, sports-based to give you kind of a more interesting answer um, would actually be like a film-based podcast that's based out of the UK. It's a mo- it's a magazine called The Empire Magazine, which is a film magazine there. It's existed for years, but their podcast is actually fantastic, done by the editors and writers of the magazine. Just gives you a different bent than kind of American cinema writers who are just kind of just into the idea. They they aren't very pretentious. Um, they love Marvel movies, but they also love Scorsese, right? So they kind of do both sides. Uh, but if you're just kind of looking at, hey, I want to hear about a movie or uh, just hear about different things that are coming out, but not as, um, you know, you know, too geeky, but still kind of geeky and fun. Uh, Empire podcast would be it for me. I just enjoy always listen to it. Like it. Brits, too. So it helps. Nice accents. <laughs> not these uh, Southern Californians, bro. Yeah. Steve. Very proper. Oh, nice. Bro. Oh, what up, bro? I'm going, what do you I'm, think? I'm going to very diplomatically stay away from picking between the th- three 
other San Diego Loyal podcasts. Um, Fairweather Pod, I love what you guys are doing. Huge shout out. Listen to every episode. Uh, Two Balls and a Mic, again, same thing. Um, and Loyalist, I love your interviews. I think you guys are, uh, you, you're, you know, Lance, you're, you're doing such a good job. So huge shout out to you guys. I, I will refuse to state which is my favorite of those three. Um, but kind of soccer-wise, I think my favorite podcast right now um, would be one I kind of just said was BSI. Um, I think Benny and Sal, I love how they bring players on um, from their MLS careers. And it's, it's like they're just having a beer in a pub. And they're just having a conversation. They talk about stories and they open up. Uh, they get their, you know, their interviewees to open up. Um, it's kind of a glimpse into the American soccer, you know, soccer sphere with stories behind, you know, traveling hotels and what the games they used to play. And, you know, they have, you know, Will Farrell on and um, Alan Gordon was the best episode. If you guys haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. Yes. The guy's a character. He's been around um, mm-hmm. huge career, mm-hmm. but I, I I listened to their season one and I thought it was okay. And then it just kind of took off in season two. I think that they got more comfortable and got you know, really great guests. And um, so huge, huge shout out to the BSI, the podcast guys. Um, also say huge shout out to the Cooligans. Um, I love what the Cooligans do, man. They bring such a comedy and comical light, lightheartedness to, you know, kind of a soccer sphere that's never been done before. Um, you know, it's, it's a mix between a comedy show and a, and a soccer show. Um, I listen to him when I when I walk the baby, walk the dogs in the morning, and I, I just puts me in a good mood for the rest of the day. So huge, huge, huge shout out to the Cooligans too. Well, so they picked can't... a player podcast instead of uh, other friends podcasts. I see. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I uh, I would I would say that uh, you guys pretty much named all of the podcasts that I listen to. The only one that I can add that is not related, so that you guys can actually check out something that is not related to. Uh, San Diego Loyal or anything else, kind of like what Drew did, which I appreciate you doing. Uh, Radio Lab. I don't know if you guys have listened to this, but this podcast yeah. is fantastic. Radio Lab is one of those that you're listening to a story. You're you're listening to people tell their story, um, and I wish that I had the talents of this editor because oh my gosh, uh, just go check it out. Radio Lab. Check out the Cooligans. Check out all of the San Diego Loyal podcasts. Please check those out. Um, again, I, I just have to say shout out to two balls and a mic to yes. the loyalist to Fairweather pod and to the best, uh, San Diego loyal soccer club podcast, the loyal locals. Podcast. Jerry, can I throw one more in that we talked about literally via text? I think that today or yesterday is a local one just that is local, but also whatever is the indie beer podcast, right? Yes. So they're local. They yes. cover indie beer specifically. So independent beer companies, which are our three sponsors, three punks, two second chance. They all have podcasts, multiple podcasts with this podcast, actually, uh, back in previous incarnations, as well as its current incarnation. It was called San Diego uh, Beer Talk before and then kind of rolled through with uh, different slash new hosts. Uh, still the same core group and people and knowledge, but it's just really great San Diego people who just love beer and have been in the beer industry, but not really. Um, brewers themselves, just fans who have absorbed so much craft beer and stories and then bring in people to kind of tell their stories and a really organ just feels like you're sitting in the brewery talking to people because that's what the podcast is. I mean, it's we've yeah. all done it, but it's the most elevated version of that. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got to move on because we are running out of time. Yeah. Um, oh, geez. Uh, Jiggly Duffy at Jiggly Duffy on Twitter said, Hello, Sean. Should, Sean, Sean Duffy. should the Shout official out. snack of the loyal be carne asada fries or carnita fries? 
Yes. Uh, the answer is yes. <laughs> Can we move on? Both. Move on. Uh, out of the why why not gift. both GIF or GIF? You know, it's got the girl. Why can't we have both? Ah, yeah, exactly. That's pretty good. <laughs> I, I don't think we I think I don't think we need to argue about this one. We're gonna hold off for the one we're gonna argue on for, for the end. Uh okay, that's it. That's all you're gonna get. Yes, the answer is yes. Canita fries and carnitas fries and alabada fries and the the um uh surf and turf fries. Uh, all the fries. Just give me oh, all shawarma the fries. fries too. Yeah, shawarma uh, fries. Ooh, all of yeah. them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> at sdxatx, San Diego. What is ATX? I don't know. Uh, Austin. So he's an Austin fryer. So Austin. I think he's based in Austin, but he's a San Diego fan. San Diego he's, Austin fryer. He's uh, messaged me before. He's a cool guy. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Thank you, sir. Uh, where? When can we submit some S? G chance chance <laughs> my accent chance chance suggestions how about a tease of the new locals face mask merch love the pot first of all thank you that is how you get your questions answered you put love the pot at the end we're gonna <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna answer it uh first of all sg chance uh drew we're working on something possibly yeah it's uh, there there is a section on the bottom of the website right now so if you do want to go check that out we do have the things we codified kind of as a group uh back in our our matches our two matches we got to sing in uh, our stands but how can we um, submit some sg chance? what's that but, but the how question can was submit? how can we submit yeah, there's a question about this so the, uh, to me i think a good idea would be to maybe get people together in some sort of forum or group to be able to talk about such things and mm -hmm. kind of come to a common place that's just for members to really be able to discuss these kind of things right um so we're working on a, a chat forum um in the form of an app um that's you know common to a lot of different people we're working on it with a few folks so we'll be rolling that out here i think in the next week or two um, not very long, honestly, probably by the next time we record, we'll hopefully have it either in the water or about to launch, you know, for you guys, however the analogy works, right? So you got to put the boat in water and then launch it. We're kind of at the boat dock stage. Uh, we'll put it in the water the next week and then launch it probably the week after. So, um, it's nice. exciting. It's kind of fun. It'll be a good place for everybody to come together for not just chance, but like anything, right? Oh, I'm thinking of what about this kind of banner? What about this kind of thing? Right. And you can chat with Travis, chat with. Um, you know, uh, anybody who's thinking of doing capo or, or whatever, right? So you have all those kind of people in the same place. So it's it's a wonderful <laughs> space that we can all kind of work together as opposed to different social medias and places. Sorry, I'm laughing because, Drew, as we're doing this, <laughs> Steve doesn't know what the hell we're talking about, dude. Here, here's, yeah, the magic, here's the magic of this, uh, this supporter group is we all have specific duties. Um, I have a duty. Drew has a duty. Steve has a duty. We all have duties, you know, daily. We have duties. Um, my son has a couple <laughs> duties a day. My son you know, I was going to say, we got to clean up those my duties. My son has some stinky duties. Uh, but listen, my we're, we're working out some stuff where it's going to be rolling out soon. Steve, we, you get you get to be surprised about some things as well, okay? I'm, I'm okay with that, dude. Okay. I got a lot going on. I know. I know. And sometimes, you know, this is the kind of thing that happens. So, uh, stay Surprise. Tu stay You're welcome. Surprise. It's a, it's a boy. Something's coming. No, but it's uh, <laughs> it's... Uh, it's gonna be great once uh, once it's it all gets settled in and, and uh, figured out. Drew is uh, 
I can't wait. Drew's doing some pretty wait. cool stuff. So that's how, that's coming, and that's how you're gonna get to submit some chants, possibly. So there you go. Hope that answers your question. A little long winded. And workshop them. I think that's the bigger thing. Talk about them with people, yes. not just submission. Right? There's not like a clearance process. The whole thing about it is it's somewhat organic in the sense of we should talk about it and feel out mm-hmm. what each thing means to each person or. You know how things sound better, right? Oh, this sounds better in my mouth, and and that little addition that one person makes to a song makes it work for everybody versus feeling like uh, it's it's hard to sing or it doesn't translate well, right? So and absolutely, absolutely nobody knew Joe says no would be a thing before we were in the stadium. You no. know what I mean? Like oh, that God. happens so naturally and it's stuck. So yeah, you know the I and, a, and if one person's I whispering a, I, it to themselves, I, it gives them a chance to broadcast that to everybody if they don't feel yeah. comfortable. You know, singing it out loud, it gives them a chance to do that too. All right, yeah, we gotta hurry up. We're hitting an hour and a half. Uh, Travis, yeah, Travis, punk rock paint, shout out hieroglyphics. Uh, he sent us a thumbs up. A was that a face mouth covering the mouth, um, with closed eyes. So kind of like a I've eyes. got a secret uh-huh. emoji. Blushing or, plus plus soccer ball question mark. So what's the answer to that? Hey, Jerry, I'm going to ask you a question. You haven't answered one in a while. What does that mean? I don't know what the heck it means. Travis, I think it's a, Rorsch- it's a Rorschach test. I think it's what <laughs> no do you idea. see. The thumb went up. I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Thumbs up. I'm going to cover my mouth because I'm shy. Where does uh, your eye go first? I go to the plus symbol. Plus sucker ball. Yeah, the, plus for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Plus soccer ball always. All right. Agree. Cool. Plus soccer ball. Yeah, yeah. Travis, for sure. Um, thanks for your question. I hope that answers it. Uh, the last but not least, San Diego Loyal. Yes, the club tweeted at us a question. Which one of the three has the best taste in beer? And I'm just going to go ahead and I've been I've been saying Drew answer first, but I'm going to take this one. Um, and the answer for this is absolutely 110% Jerry Jimenez, the biggest beer connoisseur in this podcast. I'm just uh, excuse me. Uh, I'm sorry. Did I say something? I'm, I'll fight you. Um, uh, who opened the Duck Duck Goose after? Um, I'm <laughs> staying out of this on, on Saturday. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh wow! All right. Yes. I'm so I. I can't compete with your credentials, though. I can't compete with your credentials. But well, you know what. Um, you gave me fantastic beer, and as a matter of fact, I w- I didn't think that I was gonna any, any I wasn't gonna get any of that poppy, um, and you sh- you shared it with me, so I'm gonna just. That's from Paul Marshall, guys. Shout out to Paul Marshall. Oh yes. my gosh, Paul. There's I I'd say there's credentials on both sides. I'll weigh these kind of measurables <laughs> for you if I was creating craft beer cards for we'll both just of you. Be an hour. I see myself honestly, and I've never wanted to be an aficionado. I'm more of like the Spicoli right of craft ahead, beer who just like talk. shows up and enjoys stuff personally. Yeah. But I mean, for the two of you, I think it's more so kind of embedding and finding ways to to lay, level up, right? So for mm-hmm. Jerry, for sure, his new beer fridge has for sure leveled him up in terms of the contents of that fridge. But also the uh, appearing on the Emo Brown podcast is already a credential in the world of beer. Um, and just kind of having that South Bay hookup with just the great breweries down there that are fantastic. Um, Steve's got a, a draft system. Uh, Jerry, do you have a draft system yet? Kegerator. I don't. Um, damn it. Sorry, say that again. I don't, but uh, Steve is. Uh, you do you have a library? 
<laughs> do I have a library? Gary's birthday yeah. is coming up. Well, hold on. Month, I'm, I'm so going somewhere with this. Do you, do you have a library? Leading to something, too. But yeah. uh, uh, In my house? No. No? Okay. But do you have some beers? I mean, some beers. Yeah. Some, yeah. some books? That's what I meant to say. Some books. Books? Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, is uh, Ooh, the Beer Judge Certification uh, Program book style guidelines in your library by any chance? Uh, that would be a no. Okay. I'm just saying. That's, we'll leave it at that. Good questions. Good questions. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Nope. Hops Highway, Third Avenue, both great places. That's all. <laughs> I'm partial to Beer Mar. That's just me. But, you know. Listen, if we can. <laughs> the moment that a brewery reaches out to us and says, hey, we want to make a locals beer, Steve and I will be there and Drew Absolutely. will drink it. That's I just want to stay in a, in a brewery that, that happens to be in a place where my mom and I used to go shop for carpet. That's my level what? of what? beer drinking. Where, yeah, half the breweries in Miramar are in what used to be their carpet warehouses or whatever. So when I go to, like, most of them, like, Ballast Point's current one, it was in, like, some sort of furniture warehouse uh, or whatever. But, yeah, it's always funny to just go back there and be like, yeah, this is where I went when I was, like, seven with my mom shopping for tile or, or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, but now it's a brewery. Yeah, that's that's my uh, I enjoy that that aspect of the the culture. But the beer is just too fantastic in this county to not fight over how delicious it is because it makes it better. I think, honestly. Absolutely. And on that note, um, I'm going to go ahead and say make sure that you support our our brewery members that are, uh, you know, supporting us, which is three main breweries right now. You can still get their beer. Yes, there's a lot of things that are shutting down, but three punk L's. Shout out to Mr. Steve Garcia and the whole entire crew over there. God, they're killing it. And yes, they had us on the Emo Brown podcast. Make sure you go and check that out. Hear me speak a little bit of Spanglish on there and kind of maybe tell my story a little bit. So go and check that out. Um, three punk L's along with the fantastic Second Chance Brewing Company as well. Just released a couple of uh, new beers uh, that you can only get uh, at their locations, soon to be all over uh, smaller, you know, uh, liquor stores and things like that, supply houses. Uh, make sure you check them out. And then, uh, you know, last but not least, our friends over at Thorn Brewing Company. Make sure you check them out as well. Uh, all Just honestly, support all local breweries right now. That's what we need. All right, um, let's make sure that we are showing some love to our local businesses, especially during these hard times. We'll be safely back very, very soon. What's that? As safely as possible. As you know. safely as possible. Thank you. Thank you for adding that. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of them have outdoor pickup or whatever, call in, and then you kind of can come in however you feel comfortable. A lot of them are meeting you where you're at, which is pretty admirable as a business when their whole a lot of their models are built on drinking inside the brewery. I mean, like a lot of them sell like 60, 70% of their sales or were in the brewery pre this, so... Find somebody who's near you. If you've never been there, now's the time to call them up and say, hey, is, it, is there a good way to you know, get your stuff or, or how can I help you out? Yep. There you buying go. A, buying a T-shirt too sometimes, not just beer. So you can, there's different ways to help. Yeah. So go check that out. Also, quick plug, uh, go ahead and check me out. I'm going to be a, a much more constant voice over at Soccer's Overtime with the fantastic Mr. Craig Elston. Great so, new episode, by the way. That oh, was, thank you. My new favorite podcast back in the feed. Nice. Thank you. Uh, make sure you check us out. Uh, we're going to be doing those more constantly. Mr. Elston is on a roll. He's killing it, killing it with the interviews during the summer break. There's a lot to talk about with the soccer as well. 
Uh, we hope to bring you over to the dark side that is indoor soccer. It's fantastic. There's so many storylines. <laughs> There's so much fun. Just goals everywhere if that's what you like. Um, and, and beer drinking as well. Hopefully uh, we get to do that, experience that in, uh, uh, soon. I got a plug. Shout out to the deep end. You know, love what they've yes. built and what they're, what they're doing. Um, or, or in soccer, or soccer support. So um, shout out to them. Absolutely. Yeah. If we're a tide pool, they're the crab that protected us in that tide pool. You know, like, for sure. <laughs> True. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> and with, and with oh, that man. note, I God. think we're going to call it. I think we're good. Yeah, we're at it. about an hour and that's a half. Um, I think I hear my my wife going, <sighs> <laughs> so it's time to go. Uh, anything you want to add? Let's start with Drew before we go. No, I've added too much already. <laughs> but I love, I love you all. Stay safe. Wear masks. Um, yes. Even if you feel stupid and you're like, why am I wearing a mask on a street where nobody's walking by me? The second you turn around a corner and then you see somebody else, you're both wearing masks. You both reinforce the social code that we're trying to, to get back to having either a safe Halloween. Maybe we can have a real hall, like real-ish Halloween, guys, if we all work really hard. Maybe. Or getting us back to the season we want in February, right? So, thanks. Hey, real quick, you said face mask. Um, go ahead and t check out the uh, the locals uh, support group at the locals SG social media. There may or may not be an update there on some face masks. You you're so, not allowed to creep at Torero Stadium, as I made abundantly clear. Uh, but you can creep on our website all you want. Yes, thank you, Steve. Um, closing thoughts. Let's you know, good win last week. Uh, let's let's keep the momentum going. Um, stay tuned to our social media for um, some pregame hype. Um, we got a couple things going on that we didn't touch on in this podcast that was kind of on purpose. Um, so stay tuned on that. Yeah. Um, let's go. You know, keep the season rolling. Stay healthy, everybody. Um, do your part in you know curbing the spread of the the coronavirus, and uh, let's go. Yeah, stay tuned for uh, social media outlets as uh, such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we're gonna be posting some stuff there very, very soon. Uh, that some things, some things are coming up for sure. So a lot in the works. Thank you for staying, uh, staying on board and listening to us for an hour and a half. If you're still here, thank you. You're fantastic. This is the Love. War and Peace of podcasts. That's a reference five people get. You're welcome. So make sure that uh, you give us a review on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to us. It helps us out and it gets the word out for this podcast. Yes, we are a supporter group, but we also want to grow this podcast a little bit separately from that so that we can uh, reach out to more people and hopefully get our message out there that uh, we are here and uh, we want to uh, make a difference in the community. So thank you for joining us. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. For Mr. Steve Brokoff, for Mr. Drew Steck, my name is Jerry Jimenez. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye.